morning, everybody. Bokertov, you're listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman's. We taste better. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. Uh, my business is called the Aussie Gamay, and I give lots of cooking classes. In fact, I just signed up for my 300th cooking class. It's probably like a 1,000 if you include all the ones I've been doing at Camp Dina for the last seven years in the summertime. Um, but I cater for people for Shabbat, for Yom Tov, for Pesach, small parties. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, I'm your gal. I hope you'll tune in every week and stick with us and hear about my cooking adventures, my kosher food traveling, my sharing of great food ideas and recipes each week. But I'd like to hear about your experiences too, so please email me. Let me know what you've been eating, shopping, where you've been eating um, at Naomi at NahumSiegel.com. You can follow me on uh, my website at TheAussieGourmet.com. Uh, email me at Naomi at NahumSiegel.com. I'm not sure if I said that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and you can join my newsletter through my website. So, kosher food traveling was a bit of a busy week for me on this Friday morning. I can recap my exciting week. I was actually in Florida. Awesome to get away from this insane weather. My parents in Sydney, Australia are melting. They said it's so hot there. Those of you who are watching the Australian Open and watching people like melt the last few weeks, well, we are freezing ourselves over here. So I did catch up on a bit of sunshine. Um, but of course, for me, any traveling, um, no matter where it is, involves a trip to as many restaurants as I can get in or convince my husband and family where we should go and how many times we can eat out. So um, I just want to give a shout-out to a couple of restaurants that we really, really enjoyed. Um, Milky Cafe. It's in Sunrise, Florida. It's actually not too far from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we landed very early in the morning. Our flight actually took off uh, like 6.30 in the morning, um, getting us in about 9.30, and, of course, you know, my family being a family of foodies too, we had to go find somewhere to eat. I turned on my kosher GPS. Big shout out to you, uh, Yitzi. I know that you're in Florida also. Um, Yitzi Katz, the, um, I don't know, founder, the writer of the amazing app of uh, Kosher GPS. So uh, we use that a lot and we found this milky cafe right near where we landed um, at the West Palm Beach Airport and off we went and it was uh, really, really delicious. Of course, we ate at House of Dog. How could I not eat there? Because the sponsor of our show, Abel's and Hyman, hot dogs, they sell their hot dogs to House of Dog. And it was amazing. We had like Caribbean hot dogs with avocado on it and ninja hot dogs with pineapple on it. It was like outrageous. If you go to my Instagram page, you'll see like four hot, four different hot dogs that my husband and I shared. We we didn't eat four hot dogs each. We shared the four. So it was like eating two hot dogs. My kids also really liked it. Even my kids who don't even like hot dogs. Some of my kids aren't. One of my kids is not such a hot dog person, but she loved it. She had a pepper steak sandwich. It was amazing. So uh, we really enjoyed that. Um, and also, I had the best Chinese food of my life in Florida, in Miami Beach. Uh, it's called China Beach. It's uh, right off 41st Street on Alton Road. It was amazing. We're in a bit of a hurry to get to the airport, um, so we stopped by. We thought we'd grab some Chinese food to eat with us at the airport. Um, I told him that I love hot and sour soup, so he gave me some to try, and then he kept giving me more and more, and I went to pay for it while our food was being prepared. 
I was eating it and he's like, no, the soup is on me. He, and he gave like all my kids some to try. Like we loved it. It was really the best kosher Chinese food. I've only ever had kosher food, <laughs> but the best Chinese food I've ever had. So that's a big shout out to China Beach. And thank you very much for treating me so well. The best customer service in the out of all the restaurants also. So uh, three weeks ago, right, CK? Three weeks ago, he's given me the nod. We had our live show in Gourmet Glad in Cedarhurst. I'm getting the nod. Um, we had uh, a live show uh, with Abels and Hyman Meats. It was their 60th anniversary kickoff edition uh, for their amazing product of hot dogs and all their other meats. Um, and we thought we would have a cele- celebration and uh, have it at uh, be hosted by Gourmet Glad. Now, we had a giveaway of two cookbooks by Leia Shapira. Uh, all you had to do to enter this competition was email me, Naomi at NachumSiegel.com, and along with all the people that emailed me, every person wrote me a nice note. So that was really touching how much they liked the show. So thank you to everyone who did enter. But we have one winner, which I'm going to announce. Her name is Hannah Foxman from Far Rockaway, New York. So muzzle tov to you. Uh, I'll get those books out to you. We don't live too far from each other. I actually have them in my house. So congratulations on winning the books. Uh, one more thing I'd like to share because we've got two days to the Super Bowl. Um, and I believe I've got, I you know what? I'm so, so, so not a football fan, but my favorite part about the Super Bowl is the halftime show. What you're going to eat, what you're going to serve to your guests, the commercials. I love the commercials. So, um, we, but this year, Nahum is hosting and it's, it's sponsored by our Cedar Market out in, uh, Teaneck, New Jersey, a kosher halftime show. I think that's really cool. And it's going to be with Lenny Solomon and Schlockrock. So that's really exciting. And they were even around when I was a teenager in Australia. So, you know, we have a long, one of their groupies, a long history of being a groupie with the Schlockrock band. Um, they are part of sponsors, other sponsors are the OU and Empire and we're going to be cooking up some wings and talking about some great wing recipe, wing recipes with one of our guests today, Josh Aaron from Tov Caterers. But first, my first guest, it's really early in the morning for her and she's always so happy to be on my show. And it's something that a lot of my guests keep asking me about is what should we make for supper? How can we make a really good dinner really quickly, really cheaply, healthy and fresh? So who do we turn to? The amazing Nina Safar from Kosher in the Kitchen. Hello, Nina. Hi, good morning. Hi, very early morning to you in California. It's like 6 o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah, sadly, um, it's like I'm still tired in the morning, but I'm still used to being up. Uh, my son gets up like between 5 and 6. Oh, my God. <laughs> So it's it's nice to have a distraction, uh, especially on a busy uh, Friday. Yeah, Fridays are busy. I find no matter what time Shabbos comes in, we're always super busy on a Friday. You know, you ha- sometimes you have till yeah. four and sometimes you have till eight, and it's still that pressure. I know, because the longer the Friday, you just push things off. Yeah. So you're still, like, in a frantic rush because, you know, you'll go out to eat in the morning. I mean, I, like, if it's a long Friday, I'll go out for breakfast and I'll, you know, just, like, kind of find myself doing random stuff in the house that are not important. And then suddenly it's, like, four hours to Shabbos and I'm like, okay, I need to get started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to get started early. So let's talk about, you know, getting started early, not only about Shabbos, but about planning your suppers. Because that's, you know, I get a lot of emails from some of my listeners. And, you know, yeah, yeah, what yeah. should we do mm-hmm. about dinner? What should I, I make? What side dishes? That's a question. I feel like 
not to step on the question, I feel like regardless of how um, familiar you are in the kitchen or how confident you are with, you know, cooking up recipes, it's pretty much a question that I think equally, I mean, I think equally kind of annoys or, or sort of terrifies everyone, like, what's for dinner? I'm cooking multiple recipes a day, and I still dread that question when my family will look at me, and I'll be cooking, like, let's say, four new dishes in the kitchen, and then it'll be dinner time, and my husband's like, so, what's for dinner? And I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot about that. We have a segment... Um, Sorry, Nick. So, yeah. I'm sorry, what was that? No, I was saying we have a segment on our show called What's for Dinner because oh, really? of all this. Oh, okay, yeah. Because like, we always want to like, know. Everybody dinner? always wants to know what's for dinner. I know. So I found, um, personally, like, so in the beginning when I started cooking, it was really, it would always be stressful. And it's always, like, swapping recipes. And I think the stress also is people feel like you have to come up with something new and exciting every single night, especially now with social media. Everyone's, like, taking pictures and tweeting their dinner and putting on Facebook. And um, so I think there's always that pressure of, like, it has to be really good and really different. And I've come to, like, decide where I'm like, okay, I want it to be good. Clearly I want it to be good. But it doesn't have to be different and exciting for it to be good. And I think once you take your mindset away from, like, coming up with something new and different every night and you settle on a routine of, like, simple cooking techniques – you know, cooking foods in a familiar way, whether um, – well, I'll get to that in a second. So once you fall back on that and then you kind of tweak it a little bit, you know, depending on the night, if you want a little different, then it takes away so much pressure. For me, um, last time I, I spoke with you, I told you I do a monthly dinner club. Right. How's that going? It's it's great. Um, I'm actually starting a new addition to it. So as of now, people that sign up, every Sunday they get – a menu sent to them with recipe cards and a shopping list. A lot of people express interest in um, because they want to be able to control what they're getting. As of now, I'm sending it to them. They don't know what it is until I send it to them. Okay. So I'm starting a new process where there's going to be a selection of new recipes, like, you know, 30 to 60, and people will be able to select which ones they want and then just buy it in, like, a one-time thing. That's are, very clever. Yeah, so they have control over it, and they can decide what they want. And I'm really excited about that, and a lot of the fans are excited. Um, so basically there's a lot of recipes that I'm cooking up. And, ha- and, and how do you I sign up? Down, just, I'm sorry, Nina. I'm, I'm, I'm yes. sorry to interrupt you because I just want to catch you in that moment there. What? Mm-hmm. How does one sign up for that cooking club? Cause oh, yeah, sure. I, uh, I think that's too good. Kitch.com slash menu. Okay, great. I hope everyone got that. Coacher in the kitchen. Dot com. Dot com slash menu, or you could just go to kosherinthekitch.com, and um, I'm going to be promoting it throughout the week. Or better yet, go to the Facebook fan page, which is facebook.com slash thekosherkitch, and um, I'm going to be talking about it there. And um, another one person expressed interest that they want to do, um, you know, 30 days of vegan, so I'm going to be working with them and creating them a menu of exclusive vegan recipes. So I definitely can. So how many days? Here. 30 days? I'm sorry? Did you say 30-day vegan menu? Yes, yes. Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, so I'm, I can um, easily adapt things and um, create something and tailor it to someone's specific needs. Um, but uh, just going back to the breakdown, so it's um, when I'm preparing the menu for the week pad, uh, the way I break it down is, um, and I think most people kind of break down their, their menus, unless someone, you know, doesn't like fish at all, they generally want, you know, like a breakdown of, like, fish, meat, something cheesy usually Thursday night, and then um, I don't know about you, but I also try and do one night where it's, um, if not vegan, then vegetarian, or at least meat-free to, like, keep it balanced, and then right. fish. So Eat more fish. I break it down like that. Right, right. And, and, and then and, um, as far as each thing, um, 
like I was saying before, it's finding like a simple cooking technique. Like for me, um, with salmon. Okay, I cook my salmon the same way every time. It's really simple, really easy. Um, I just take the chick, I take the fish, <laughs> I take the salmon, and I'll put it on a you know a baking sheet, just a little some olive oil on it, season it. My favorite is Montreal steak seasoning. I just love it. Montreal Sometimes, steak seasoning. People love that. I've never yeah, used it. People go like on it? about it all the time. Yeah, it's good. I love it. I'm like, a, it's kind of like, I think, unhealthy the way I just, like, rely on that in the kitchen so much. Um, when I'm cooking something just, like, easy, quick, I throw that on, and I love it because you could use it with fish or chicken or in a sauce. And I've got to try it. i got to try this. Is it high in sodium? Okay, I don't know about that. So <laughs> I should probably check before I promote <laughs> I always it. check the sodium I level. A lot. I really don't use a lot. Like, I okay. literally just, I put on a little bit of it, and then that's the only thing. I don't do salt if I'm using that. Okay. And you don't need to use anything else. It adds like a really great flavor. But um, let me know about the sodium. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll get back to you and everyone else about exactly. about the sodium so level. So with my salmon, that's how I I'll bake, and then I'll throw it in the oven. You know, like 12 to 18 minutes and 400, and that's how I cook my salmon. And how I mix it up is I'll pair it with different sauces. Like I'll serve it with like a lemon caper sauce, or I'll serve it with a mushroom sauce, or I'll serve it with like a creamy dill sauce. So that's interesting. Um, you have a basic and recipe, and then you've kicked it up a notch by serving it different times with different sauces. Yeah, making exactly. a whole new so recipe. Like, that's what I'll do. Um, sometimes I'll like once in a while if I'm making it for my son, I'll you know make it fish stick style where I bake it. But oh, and then for example, the way I bake my if I want something crispy, I always bake it the same way. Whether it's fish tilapia for fish tacos or crunchy salmon fish sticks, or I make a lemon herb chicken crunchy, or I'll do my um, a Chinese dish for baked lemon. Um, baked orange chicken. So these are like completely different dishes, but I use the same technique for all of them. I'll take whether it's the salmon or the tilapia or the chicken breast, and then I'll dip it in either eggs or I'll coat it with some mayo or I'll use like a low-fat creamy dressing and then put it in either cornflake crumbs or breadcrumbs and then bake it for like, you know, 20, 25 minutes and it comes out super crunchy on the outside, moist on the inside. And then again, that's like one simple technique, but if I'm making the... um tilapia fish that way I'll you know shred it up after serve it with some um, cooked up red cabbage and then like a salsa or I'll if I'm cooking the chicken that way I'll serve it with an orange sauce that I've made so it's like and I'll coat it on top so it's like a Chinese dish my mouth Um, is drooling by the way I'm like so hungry I know I say that every week and I know I say this but I say that every week oh by the way also for any of your fans that are listening if they're interested in any of the recipes that I mentioned, sure. a lot of them, some of them are on the site, a lot of them are not on the site because I made them exclusive for dinner club venues, but whoever emails with um, Table for Two and told me that they heard me on your show, I'll send them the recipe cards for free. Oh, oh thank you so much. So can we, let's just recap that. So if you're a Table for Two listener, like you're listening right now or you're listening on the archives after the show, go to, uh, send Nina an email, should they do it? Yeah, like- Nina at Kosher in the Kitchen. Um, and just tell her that you heard, you know, her on the show, Table for Two. Hi, and, guys. <laughs> and, and she will send you recipe cards because is your dinner club, there's a charge for that? Yes, yes. It's $9.99. It's $10 a month. And, oh, that's a, that's a pretty um, good a lot one. of the recipes that I create for them, I don't put on the site. Um, just because I don't, in the beginning I said I would put it later on in the site. I'm just, I have over 100 recipes that I created for the menu at this point, I'm just, I don't have the time to go back and put it on the site. Right. So I feel bad. I would love to share it with everyone. It's just constantly creating new ones. And no, so every so often I'll share it with them. But um, 
I have a pile up of recipes now. It's and, a nice um, exclusivity. Now, it's about $2.50 a week, which is nothing when you think about the time. Think about this, listeners, right? You, the time that's involved, and as busy mums, time is money, mm-hmm. that you don't have to now sit through your cookbooks, through different websites, um, or wherever you get your recipes from, writing the recipes down, collecting them all up, writing the shopping list. Nina's doing that for you for just $2.50 a week. What's that a day? What's $2.50 divided by seven? I I'm think- terrible in numbers. So I'm not even going to guess. <laughs> so not so much money, maybe like 50 cents a day? Yeah, but they're About? getting um, recipe cards that they could Less print, than 50 and cents a, a day. Shopping list. Um, but also I do understand some people don't like the element of surprise, so that's why now I'm adding a new kind of sign-up where it's one-time fee, it's not every month, um, and you could select your own recipes Um and um, this way you can choose exactly what you want, and then you'll still be getting the recipe card, and I will still send you a shopping list for each recipe card. So you're, let's say, you know, selecting 30 recipes, and then you can create your own weekly menus based on the cards that I send you, and you'll still have the shopping list. I love that. That's so clever. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to totally join. <laughs> you know what? I have my um, own whole recipe collection, but, you know, and I whip up my own stuff all the time. But I love, you know, someone who's tried and true, and that is you. When is your book coming out, man? We need a book from you. You know, we always talk about it. I it's know. So I'm always nudging you. You've got 100 recipes right there from I know. the dinner club. Yeah, I have the recipes. It's just um, the food I'm styling so and the recipe it's testing. A process. I mean, if you talk to anyone who's done it, it's, it's a big process. And um, for me, I really, I would definitely love to. And, you know, I hope one day that happens. But right now, I just love sharing recipes right. uh, with my fans. And that's what I'm able to do through the site and now through the menu. Um, and, um, yeah, so as long as I'm able to share the recipes and get it out there, I'm excited. Right. I, you know, just uh, the only reason I keep coming back to it, because there's nothing nice to Shabbos afternoon than opening up a cookbook. I was reading this past Shabbos. Have you got Yotam Yot- Otolenghi's cookbooks? No. They are amazing. He wrote Jerusalem, Plenty, oh, and oh, Otolenghi. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have it, but I've seen it. I, I, okay, my son's obsessed with uh, Barnes and Nobles, and it's Bird, kind of what? like mommy. My son loves going to Barnes and Nobles. Oh, Barnes and, and Nobles. Like the mommy son happy place because we're both happy there. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> um, so he like will go and read his curious stories, and I will basically look at all those cookbooks. And you know, it's funny because whenever I'm there. I'm always sort of like, I need to be here. Like, not just sitting there reading them, but like, I'm always like, I need to see my cookbook here one day. But, I know, um, I'm For I'm now, a. I really enjoy looking at all the cookbooks there, and those are, those are beautifully photographed, the ones you just mentioned. Yeah, Yotam Otelengi's cookbooks are amazing. It's not actually a kosher cookbook, but he's an Israeli chef mm-hmm. who, um, partnered up with a, uh, an, I don't know, a Palestinian chef. Um, mm-hmm. and they partnered up and they wrote this in England. They partnered up in England. Wow. And they opened up a restaurant, and then they, um, I don't know, they uh, wrote three cookbooks together from stuff they serve in the store and then just from about their shared heritage. It's that's the one. I love, un- I love the collaboration. Believable. Really like, I learned about sumac. Sumac is the tangy, it's like a tangy spice. I actually bought it in, when I was in Los Angeles a um, couple months ago. Remember when I was, I had... We tried to hook up yeah, you and I over so there. Yeah, we didn't get to meet up. Next time we have to meet up. I know. I'm, I'm dying to come back to LA because there's so many restaurants I want to try. And I, I, wanna... I was just in New York actually, but the weather was. Um, I know. Was we, we missed each other. I know. Uh, we missed each other, and I was like crazed. We had all these live shows, and then snow, and it was like really crazy. Um, but I learned to use all these different spices from reading other people's cookbooks, and I read all. Not only do I read the recipe, my mouth is drooling from all the food talking. It's crazy. Um, 
but I read the front of the book, the back of the book, the indexes, every side note, every footnote. Like I really You're try to get the whole. Junkie. Yeah, I'm a cookbook junkie. I don't buy. I try not to buy so many anymore because I literally I I don't know what to do with my basement anymore. Or the closet, the games closet is being cleared out constantly for more cookbooks. So, you wow. know, I'm definitely one of those cookbook junkies. And I'm always online searching for new and exciting recipes as well. Yeah, there's so many out there. I was actually, um, I was talking to someone recently and um, it was like for an, an article for a paper. And they were asking me a question as far as like um, how people are being influenced nowadays. And they, they kept talking about chefs. And I mean, I think chefs are incredible and amazing, but... I would say what excites me now is um, chefs have always been a source of knowledge and, you know, people have always looked up to them for inspiration for cooking. But what I love now, you don't have to be a chef to cook a good meal. Like, you can literally be in your kitchen at home, open up your computer and be inspired by all these other real-life people, all these other amazing bloggers, because there are so many amazing bloggers, and you can get inspiration from them. So I was saying I love food bloggers. That's what I love about them. That's why I started the food blog when I first started, it was because I was inspired by other food bloggers who they weren't kosher at the time, so that's why I started mine. But they, I was just so inspired by these people that were working or they were college students or, you know, men or women, and they were regular people cooking up amazing food. And I was like, wow, I could do this. Like, if they're doing it, so could I. And you've done and, an incredible um, job. Nina, you've done an incredible job. I've oh, watched your, your, uh, your site grow for the last five years, more than five years you've had it, right? Yeah, I think it's... um. Uh, six or seven. Six, right. So I, I remember I was one of the early ones on. I know I noticed last night on Facebook you had over 15,790 Facebook likes. I'm totally yeah, just, it, 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 it's that's exciting to not see normal. That's, I don't you know. look at the site? Did you notice I changed the design? You did change the design, and I love those chicken peanut butter wontons that you made. Oh, okay. So, you know, oh. let me tell you, um, and also – Hi, uh, listeners. <laughs> Sometimes I forget <laughs> that we're not just talking, the two of us by ourselves. Um, also going back into like the meal planning and, um, I think to take away from the kind of like the task and how it gets panicked, um, because I'm not the only one who I'm sure gets panicked sometimes when you think about what's for dinner. Um, as far as like looking for inspiration around you, those chicken, it was crispy wonton cups with chicken peanut sauce. I went out to La Gondola. I'm not sure if you went there when you were here in Los Angeles. No, I have not. my new favorite date night place. It's amazing. My husband and I both love it. And um, I love it. Okay, I have to admit, I'm really excited about their, their, um, they have really great, um, you know, alcohol drinks, fruity ones for the girls like me who don't like alcohol, but (laughs) I like to drink (laughs) it. A fruity drink, a girly drink. I I love mojitos, and they had a ginger basil mojito. A what what mojito? Ginger, ginger basil mojito. (gasps) That's right up my alley. That's very Thai, very Thai. And it like took a drink that I already liked, and it made it more exciting and even better. And um, one of the appetizers that we got was um, it wasn't this. They, what they did was they took wontons and deep fried it, and then they had like shredded chicken and like a peanut sauce on top um, with some spicy mayo. And my husband and I had that, and it was so good. I remember that night. I was like, I need to make this tomorrow night for dinner, um, but I don't fry things. So I was like, how can I make it a little more healthy? And I decided to put it in these wonton cups, which also going back to what you were saying earlier as far as what to serve for game time. I'm like you. I'm not into sports. I grew up with nine sisters. so Isn't um, that hilarious? I know, I know I, that about you. But there are uh, some brothers in the mix, right? Yeah, there are two brothers in the mix. But, I mean, unfortunately for them, it was pretty much dominated by girls. So <laughs> we weren't really into football. Like, I'm sure my dad, my dad's in sports, so he was watching it. But the rest of us were doing our own thing. Um, 
But just like you, I love the commercials and I love the food. Um, but for this is a great way to serve food that's like finger food, easy, because you could prepare it in advance, the wonton cups. Um, you take wontons, wonton wrappers, and you bake them in mini muffin tins, and then you could fill them with whatever you want. Like you push on, it down into the pan, right? Yeah, gently, though. You don't want to push it too hard because then it, it kind of rips. So you okay, gently, yeah, because they're very thin. Okay, well, if I'm saying the recipe straight out, you take the mini muffin tin, spray it with cooking oil so it's nice and greased. Take the wonton wrappers, let them defrost a little. You want them to be frozen because then they're going to rip. Yeah. And then you gently press it down. Up yep. and down the side, so it fits into each cupcake holder. Mold. Then you bake it, yeah, into the mold. Um, and then you bake it in the oven. Um, I use, like just for like ten to twelve minutes, um, and then you could fill it with whatever you want on the site on GoShineTheKids.com. I have a ton of recipes using these wonton cups because yeah. you could prepare them earlier in the day and then fill them up with whatever you want, and you could even like reheat them. And um, so one of the things was these uh, chicken peanuts. Uh, that's like the inside. But what I think would be even better for game night is um, I make mini taco cups. I use fake ground beef, the okay. you know, veggie crumbles, and they come in taco seasoning. And then you layer them. You cook it up on top of the stove and layer it in these wonton cups with salsa. You could use jarred because, I mean, I don't think people really have too much time when you're having like a whole bunch of people over it where you can make fresh. But I've done it with jarred, and then you add some um, shredded cheddar. And then you re – so you're going to cook the wonton cups, fill it up with this stuff, and then just, like, put it back in the oven until the cheese melts, and it's amazing. And it tastes like real meat, but it's it's not meat, so you get to have the real cheese. It's so cute. You're just as excited about food as I am. I love oh, yeah. it. <laughs> We're, like, both I, like, gushing. I remember – I just um, – sometimes I'll remember making the dish and photographing it, and I had a hard time keeping them there for me to photograph because they were so good. Um, and also what I love about the meat tasting real is I don't like – I haven't found – a cheese that's fake that I like. Um, a lot of people were asking me for vegan recipes. So I tried some of the fake cheeses out there, and I really didn't like it. Um, so I was like, I'd rather use real cheese because that I just there's nothing right. like real cheese. But then um, you have and, the fake meat. And so the, like the fake chicken doesn't really taste good, but the fake ground beef, literally, I cook it up all the time. I make a really good like uh, uh, spaghetti bake with like the fake um, meat and three different cheeses, and you bake it all together with spaghetti. And it's so good. And people sometimes they hesitate and they're like, they look at me and I'm like, come on, I'm cushioning the kids. Like, are you even going to ask me? Like, no, the meat is not real because <laughs> um, it just tastes really good. Yeah, so, no, it's good. I make like chicken enchiladas and I actually use the, these fake chicken cutlets. I wish mm-hmm. I could remember the brand. I, I get them at Gourmet Glut um, in, in Cedarhurst. I've never found a big chicken that I, like. I have to. I'll, I have to send you the brand, Smart Light or something. They're really good, and you're sautéing them up with onions and cilantro and beans and jalapenos and I fresh love, cheese. I'm, it's amazing. If you like cilantro, I'm so happy. I get like kind of upset when I'm with someone who doesn't because I'm like, that's my favorite thing. I know. I made last night. For dinner, um, I had made a big pot of chicken soup uh, for sharpest today. I was make my chicken soup on Wednesday, let it cool, take off, skim off the fat. Um, and I had tons of chickens. So I didn't know what to do with it. And even though it was Thursday night, we don't usually eat flayshicks on a Thursday night. But I had all this great chicken. So I sauteed it up with like um, all these Chinese flavors, like um, some sesame oil and some soy sauce and some fresh ginger. Um, uh, I, can't, I can't remember. I made it up as I went. So it had scallions. And then I had this big chicken stir fry, like basically boiled chicken from the soup that was full of flavor. And then yeah, I put it amazing. in iceberg lettuce cups. I took iceberg lettuce and then I basically looked like stuffed cabbage or an egg roll that was just, yeah. 
there was just um, um, lettuce and chicken, and it was like almost fat-free. It was amazing. And that's also really good for game day, like anything mini, basically. Right, right. Can I ask anything you something? individual. Yeah, I love minis. Um, I like the idea, and a, a big shout-out to my amazing sponsors, Abel's and Hyman. I'm just thinking of this recipe now. Um, mm-hmm. You take your little uh, one-ton um, muffin-shaped cups, yeah. um, and you put a little Abel's and Hyman tangy mustard sauce at the bottom, then put some like some cooked or grilled up hot dogs inside the uh, cup on oh, top of the. Oh, that sounds great. So you've got like this like wonton cup with with a hot dog inside, and it uh, you know I think that's that's what I think I'm going to go for. Did you um, just think of that now? Yeah, I promise you, I just thought of that now. Cause it's awesome. I love it, like crispy hot dogs. Right, cups. and you could that's put really a little good. a little coleslaw on the top. Oh my god, uh-huh. it's like a hot dog, but rather than having all the calories of bread, you're having a baked wonton wrapper. Exactly. The one you, you, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, Nina, I heard you say that you don't fry. Is that for health reasons? Yeah, yeah. I try not to. I'm not going to say I never fry because um, I was just talking to, um, you know, Kosher Eye? Yes, of course. Roberta. Okay, so, so I met, um, I think it was her daughter, Adonwa, who's really sweet at a cooking demo in Maryland. And um, one of the recipe cards that I gave out were these um, fake crab balls that I make, and um, we were talking about them because she was telling me she was making them for a Shabbos, and over Twitter I was talking to you know, her, and um, it was really funny because I was making them also, and then I was telling her, because um, you have the option to fry them or bake them, I bake them for my guests, but I tell her like as like a Shabbos treat Friday, when it gets down to like the last two portions, I fry them up for myself. Yeah, good for you. I'm happy <laughs> to hear that. so good. Um, I love I to deep fry. I don't like to fry. If I, if I don't have to. I won't, but I'm not going to say I never, ever do. Right. Because, um, like, once I did, I think I wrote something, like, on my blog, like, I never do this. And then there was a picture, and so many people were like, I thought you never fry. <laughs> they're uh, they're watching, and they're watching you. I don't have to. Thank you, Nina, so much for being with us. I, I love to talk food with you. We, my, my mouth is watering. My stomach <laughs> is grumbling. It's a few hours to go till Shabbos uh, before I can eat again. Um but thank you really for joining us very early Thanks in the morning from and, California. Um, anyone who's listening, you really can email me um, for recipes that you enjoyed that I mentioned today. And uh, check out kosherinthekids.com slash menu to sign up for future menus. Okay, thank you very much. Nina Safar. So much. Have a great Shabbos. Good Shabbos. Take care. That was Nina Safar from Los Angeles, California joining us. Lucky, I didn't ask her about how warm her weather was today, but we are as We've been all week freezing. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abel's and Hyman Meats. We taste better. Wow. We're talking about tasting food. And I've got with me the most incredible chef, the funniest guy I know. We've got Josh Aaron. Can we Can we get, you know, I just want to, what before I introduce Josh, um, People who watch my show can all listen to my show can also now watch it, I believe. Um, you can go onto YouTube to the Nachum Siegel um, site, um, uh, channel, to the Nachum Siegel channel, and you just do the search in YouTube and all the shows come up. My shows, my, my shows from that I did in Gourmet Glat, um, it's called Nachum Siegel Net. Go to Nachum Siegel Net on the uh, search bar on the YouTube page and you can watch our live show so we're, we're kind of recording so you can see me now and listen to me now um so if you have the time to sit down in front of a computer <laughs> or if you're busy in the kitchen cooking and you could just listen but if you have the time you can sit down and watch me and some of my guests uh eat and drink away some of our amazing shows so josh 
Thank you so much for joining me on a Friday morning. Do you know I had to tear him out of the kitchen at, at oh, Tov, yes. at Tov uh, Caterers out in Queens, right? Yes, we're out in Regal Park, Queens. We've been there for 52 years. Actually, uh, Tov Caterers started on the Lower East Side. Right, uh, right here. Where? I, I believe it's 143 Broadway. i got to check that with my sister-in-law. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we st- Tov Caterers started out here in, on the Lower East Side and moved to uh, Queens in 1962, and we are still there. Very nice. And you are the you owner and proprietor of the store? I am. Okay, so yeah. let's let's get a little bit of history about Josh. Josh and I live in the same neighborhood. I'm very good pals with his wife Shana and the kids are adorable. <laughs> now they they're getting you. big. <laughs> yeah, I know, we're buds. Me and the girls, we're we're all very tight. Um anytime you want to take them, it's no problem. I know, I know, right? They they always want <laughs> to come over and cook with me. They'll fit in with all your girls. I know, exactly. Take my boys and then see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> don't that would work in my do. house. They wouldn't know what to do. Um okay, so so uh, we met a couple of years ago when we moved to the neighborhood. Um, we met through our friends Avi and Laura Posner. Big shout out to them who we went to, uh, uh, to, uh, House of Dog with. Um, so that was a fun experience eating with Avi at House of Dog. Avi, House you're getting a big shout out good. today. Um, so, so, um, I found out that Josh was a chef and at the time I was not a personal chef. I was just a big foodie. So I was like in awe when I met the, uh, Josh and Shana. Um, and then you told me you actually went to chef school, like, Yes, so many, I know Rachel Ray has not gone to chef school. So she actually right. legally is not, I don't know, mm. if it's legal or not legal or in the culture, but she's not actually, she's not actually called Chef Rachel Ray, right? right. I, I don't think so. I went to the Culinary Institute of America. Where is that? That is in Hyde Park, New York, up uh, past uh, New Paltz. But you went to YU first, right? You I did. I, I was uh, working, I, I finished my bachelor's and thought I was going to law school and then <laughs> Turned around and changed directions really quick. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> my, Lucky my fa- for us. My father, all of a sudden, was uh, on Wall Street for almost 30 years and decided he wanted to retire, and he always wanted to open a restaurant. So he opened the restaurant slash pizzeria. and really? I, I started working there, and I found that I really loved to do it. So I watched the cooks and the chefs there, and I learned how to do things. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go for formal training. And I told my parents, and my mother said, you're doing what? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the reaction. She said, um, "Okay, and, uh, you know, she's she's actually um, food person on, in her own right, uh, excellent cook." And her her grandparents, my great grandparents, had a hotel in the Catskills for many years, oh. so it, it kind of runs in the blood. And I decided I wanted to go to the Culinary Institute of America, so I did the research and Wait, I made a deal with my parents. That's upstate, right? That's, that's upstate and in Hyde Park. You know where the Roosevelt Estate is? Up, it's actually down the block. That's where uh, I show that I'm really not American. Yeah, on, uh, on Route Nine. Yeah, and um, I know where the Catskills is. Right. Well, yeah. Well, it's that general region. And so um, I told my mom, I said, I'm, I'm going to culinary school, and she said, um, Okay, when? I said um, next week, <laughs> and she said. All right. So my parents gave me one semester to make it work, and I uh, made it work. Uh, if not, I'd be in law school. And That's so funny. I didn't look. I haven't looked back. Okay, great. Now, now let's. And it's great. How many years was it? Uh, culinary at that time was two years, and the year that I graduated in '94, they started a BPS program, which you, is which is a baccalaureate program where you could go for four years and and, and get a, a bachelor's. Oh, that, that's as well. interesting. Okay. And it was really great because it's. I, this profession, and I love it. It's a. F- I've traveled around. I've been able to go to different countries, different. You know, I've been to the islands. I've been to all over the United States, just learning different techniques, watching different things. And it, you know, your your previous guest was, you know, uh, also, you know, very uh, animated. Very, yeah. <laughs> so you know, she was talking about technique, and 
technique is it's all what it's all about. Simple technique done, you know, food done very simply, I find, is, is always the best. You know, it doesn't have to – you don't necessarily have to make it frou-frou, but when you when you have a good base in good technique mm-hmm. – whether it's sauce making or, or, you know, proper cooking techniques and different kinds of cooking techniques, that makes the food sing and that makes everything come out. I like it. makes the food sing. I love that expression. Well, you know, I'm into singing also. So. Yeah, he's also a chazan. Unbelievable. So many talents. That, that's amazing. I like that term. It helps the food sing. So, so how, was it a challenge? I mean, it was, so it was a you challenge. You grabbed a tea, you know, and yep. you're going to go to a non-kosher cooking school because CKCA was not around was yet. Not around. Big shout out to them. Uh, big fans of our show and we're big fans of them. So I did, you know, I did a little bit of halakhic research and consulted with a, a few rabbanim. And I had already made a conscious decision when I was accepted to school. No matter what hetarim I got, I wasn't going to put anything in my mouth because once you start one thing, Go explain to them it, it's cold, it, it's not Davar Chariva. They don't understand. They see that you're eating and it, 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 the concept doesn't wash. So I decided right from the get-go that I wasn't putting anything into my mouth. I told my instructors, I don't taste anything, I don't eat anything for religious reasons. And they were accepted. And, and of many of the instructors went out of their way to really try to show me, you know, you could substitute this, you could do this. A lot of the instructors there also had kosher experience, whether it was uh, my skills instructor had kosher experience in a club in Montreal, which was a, a, he had worked in a kosher club. The fish uh, instructor in the fish kitchen was always accommodating, wanting me to come in, you know, even if I didn't have a meal ticket, I could eat fish in his kitchen anytime I wanted. You know, I didn't do that. It was just, you know, they, they were very accepting. They were They were trying to show me different ways that I could adapt and use things that I might not be able to. That's wonderful to it hear was, that they were really so great. accommodating. Because yeah. I would imagine that would be so hard. And you have the smells of food. So did you the use whole, your sense of oh, smell? The whole school smell. I mean, oh, you walk, back, all the time. Walk, walk past the pastry shops in the morning. And, you know, the pastry shops, they start at 3 o'clock in the morning. And they're oh. baking fresh breads for breakfast and fresh muffins and Danish oh. and rolls and all kinds of good, yummy things. I mean, I'm a big cake person, so... So did you, did you, you know, you can't use your sense of taste. Did you use your sense of smell? Sense because of smell, I'm very big into that. I, smells, I always smell. Sights, I go like this. You know, you and, know, and I, ask, I ask a lot of hands. questions. Smells and sights and ask a lot of questions. You know, w- w- you're using here, the, why are you using this here? What can I substitute? You know, I can't use this together. You know, surf and turf doesn't go, you know, Right, for us. surf and turf. A lot of people don't know what surf and turf is. Do you want to explain the it? The classic surf and turf is lobster tail and Chateaubriand. Right, you know, steak so, and shellfish, basically. Right. So for so, those of you who don't know, and that's clearly out for us kosher people. Right, especially the, what it is, but certainly we don't eat fish and, and meat together. So Right, you know, that's another side that, point. That's a side point. But <laughs> like herring and chollant, not together. N- not together. Although <laughs> I've started, I've started doing, brewing my own herrings you know, in different sauces and oh, things. Let's come back to that. <laughs> we'll let's back come back to that because I'm a big herring guy. I'm always like the only that. woman. I'm like the only woman on my shoulder that wants to edge towards the herring table. Oh, yum. There's nothing like good herring. I make, I make a lot. <laughs> I know. I've, I've had some of the herring. Okay, so because um, you, you use, you have to use your five other, yeah, five senses, and right. you know, I say it takes all five senses to cook. Right. But you're down one, I'm down which one. is the biggest which is one, r- r- probably right. Na, un, number uno, number right. uno can't taste anything. So it, it it was a challenge, but it was very good experience because aside from you know they're giving you the basic techniques in and in the skills that you need in terms of uh, cutting and you know and forecasting th- different. Things other than just tasting food and making it look good, you need to have a background in that also, you know. Right. Especially nowadays, you know. Styling. Styling. That's always styling. All about the styling. Costing. Now, you know, you have to know your food costs. You have to know your, you know, your labor costs. Everything uh, has has its place, and they give you the whole, you know, program put together, and and 
you really have to, you know, you take what you need to take from it. Right. Must have been, it must have been really hard not it, being it, able it to. It was very hard. It was, it was, in fact, I missed one entire class for Pesach one year. One year I got lucky. Pesach was exact, was, ex- fell exactly on spring break. It's so, happening this year for my daughter in Queens College. Right. So one year Pesach spe- fell exactly on spring break. So I didn't miss any class time. One year it fell an entire block. The way the school work is it's one class very intensely for either seven or 14 days. Uh-huh. So if you're doing Oriental cuisine, you're doing Oriental cuisine for the next seven days from six in the morning till three in the afternoon. And you're only doing Oriental cuisine. So I was able to block out one entire class for Pesach, which I made up at the end of my, okay. you know. Okay, yeah. that's good. Thank God we have CKCA because I think they're unbelievable. They do a great job. Their professional series is unbelievable. We're going to be having uh, Jesse and the crew in uh, to talk more about that in the next couple of weeks. Um, so, Josh, talk to me. Now we, we've moved on. We've graduated. Where did we go off next? So I worked a little bit for – um, some different kosher caterers just to get a feel for yeah, experience how, and experience mentoring, how, right? And see how different facilities did different things in, in their own little way. And then I decided to break out on my own and started a smaller, like little boutique catering business and, uh, was doing that for a while. And then, uh, you know, I was doing some guest chefing in different programs and things like that. Nice. And, um, was able to travel and nice. Yeah. Just, you know, St. Martin, Puerto Rico, Ooh. Las Vegas, California. So it's a, it, it, you know, I was able to go and uh, met up, actually, your house, uh, um, met Yochanan Lambiasi. Lambiasi, you know that Jerusalem yes. cooking school has closed. I did not know Yeah, that. it has closed. Chef Lambiasi had a kosher cooking school in Yerushalayim, I believe. And then they moved right outside of Yerushalayim to another facility. And then they closed. So CKCA is really the only kosher right. cooking school in the entire planet Earth. And right before Jerusalem 2000, I actually met Shalom Kadosh, who is the executive chef in the Sheraton in Yerushalayim, and he was hosting this event for like 3,000 people in right. his hotel with different chefs from all over the world. I remember that. Who, who came together to each do a course for, for this, for this um, Amazing. dinner that they were producing for Jerusalem 2000. It was, it was really a great experience. So you got to be part of that. I, I no, I, he he gave me the cookbook after. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but he no, he showed me he he he, he we talked about it. it. It was an incredible event. Wow. Yeah. So now you are settled in, in settled Queens. In. I work in Queens, live in Woodmere with my wife and my four children, Jonathan, Max, Kayla, Abigail. Hello, everybody. <laughs> the young, the younger three are triplets, so yeah, they, they've, they, they've had their hands full. <laughs> yes. Um, so you're, you run, you run uh, Tov Caterers. I, I, right. I actually have two businesses that I'm running. I run Tov Caterers in Regal Park, and I run a smaller boutique kind of business and consulting business called Josh Aaron Caterers um, out of Woodmere. And... Um, you know, each one takes up a certain amount of my time. And, yeah, uh, like all, probably all of your time. <laughs> like all of my time, but no, thank God, you know, you know, God is good. He finds time for everything. I know, I know. The, everything keeps us so busy. If it's not one thing, it's another. I always say, soon I'm going to get over it. This is going to be Hanukkah. I'm going to get over the Hanukkah right. hump, and then it's going to be right. winter break. Don't worry. And, don't, you don't remember for two years, we're still going to basil, right? A basil. <laughs> <laughs> Love basil. Okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'd like to, I have a countdown app on my phone. Um, I'm just, I'm going to see if I can pull it up. Uh, let's see if I can get it working. Oh man, of course, now that I'm doing a show, um, I'm going to have a look until how many days is Big Day. I've got this app called Big Day and I have a countdown. Um, okay, I'm going to hold it up to the screen. See, it's different sun, the sun going down. 77 days till Lich Benching. The sun's going down fast. 
till Pesach, 77 days till Pesach. Days. Yep, I have, my orders will be in next week. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm a Pesach chef. I give, I cook for people for, you know, as in my intros go, I cook for people for Shabbos, for Yom Tov, for Pesach. But really Pesach is the, it got its, gets its own mention because takes up. It takes a life of its own. Takes it on does. a life of its own. It's really My wife intense. knows, my wife knows comes Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Don't look for me until the first Seder. Yeah, don't, don't, don't from, from like a week before Purim. To, right. Until Lichbenching on Pesach, I can account for every single minute. I will be here, be doing my shows, listeners, and sharing some Pesach tips and recipes and all my craziness that I'd like to share with everybody. My orders will be in next week. My menus are done. My production schedule is being settled. Uh, Kashring is Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the Shabbos before that, whatever that is. I I hear people freaking out through the airwaves. (laughs) I feel like... Pesach is coming, people. 77 days. So if you're going away... I'm assuming you've already booked. If you have not booked, you, I would suggest you get on that or call me or, or call Josh. <laughs> or, you know, just, you know what? It's not people really go into panic and we're not even going to talk about so much about Pesach. I know it's Rosh Chodesh Adar Aleph, uh, today. Yes. It's today, right? Today Friday. And tomorrow. Oops. Yes. <gasps> I think I forgot you left me up on my davening. Okay. This morning. Okay. So it's Rosh Chodesh today. Rosh Chodesh, I believe it's also tomorrow. So, um, you know, of Adar Aleph. So we do have that extra four weeks that we did not have last year. Last year really crept up super fast. Um, but it's just a matter of being organized and, you know, you're looking through your cookbooks, right? People were talking before about looking through your cookbooks. Put a yellow sticky tab at a recipe that you like or Absolutely. photocopy it and set it aside Put and make a Pesach pile. Folder. Put it, make a Pesach folder. My wife has her Pesach folder. It's so easy to Fills just. up with recipes just, really quickly. Yeah, and just be organized. Gourmet Glad Emporium, a big shout out to them um, for, for uh, you know, they have their stuff in the minute Purim is over and it's fresh food. They do not store. I had a conversation with Harry Clags, Howie Clagsburn a couple of weeks back when preparing for our live show and he says when they finish their Pesach is over, they put everything on sale and then they clean out their they inventory. They clean out, clean out their inventory. They have That's fresh it. inventory. Year they have fresh inventory from Pesach. To Pesach, they do not store do anything. So that's really nice to know that you're always getting fresh food from there all the time. Let's do our what's for dinner segment right now, which is sponsored by Gourmet Glad Emporium of Cedarhurst. Josh is going to give us a recipe, maybe some wings that we were talking about. Yeah, sure. Super Bowl is this Sunday, so of course my 11 year old Max, who's one of the three triplets, is having a Super Bowl party for his Woo-hoo! friends. So um, it's been a yearly. Thing that we've done for him for the past few years, and it's it's and the Broncos versus the Seahawks, right? That's, that's right, very good. Thank you know God, me. I found that <laughs> She's out. She's from Australia, but you know she knows that. Uh, <laughs> it was Australia Day last week. Okay, so um, we always have some wings besides the burgers and the hot dogs and you know poppers and other things that Max might ask for, and chips and salsa and all that other good stuff. Um, so I've made for you today some wings to try. Oh yeah, and what okay, I like- we're gonna eat. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. <laughs> it's, a, it's lunchtime. Somewhere Come on, I've been flashing since 7 o'clock this morning. Yeah. <laughs> ZK, isn't it somewhere around the world it's lunchtime right now? <laughs> it's lunchtime every time. Okay, okay, there you go. Me it's, too. It's Friday. I'm flashing at 7 o'clock in the morning right after I finish davening bowl chong and everything is good. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Come on. So um doing some wings for the Super Bowl party. And what I do first, I like to put a dry rub on them. And... Unlike your last guest, I do fry. So, Sorry, so, Nina. We're yes. going to be frying our wings. Yes, okay. we're going to be frying the wings. But Is if you like- do a clean fry, and okay. anyone who knows, who's ever fried before, when you take clean oil and good product and it's nice and you know done correctly, frying 
is not as unhealthy as you think it is. Now, Fry, let's talk about a clean fry for a minute. And because I have a question from one of my viewers, a couple of listeners, a couple of weeks ago had asked me about reusing oil. That's not a clean fry. Right. right. Well, reuse, right. They Re- said it was carcinogenic, but I didn't know about that. Well, you can reuse oil. What you should do if you're going to reuse oil is you should strain it. Okay. Put it through like a fine mesh fine sieve. Mesh, yeah. Fine mesh sieve. And this way it'll take out all of the little Impurities. bits and pieces, Thanks. all the bits and pieces from your previous fry that will, you know, not make it, not, not get your oil to the proper temperature, which is what you need for a clean fry. Right. Now, I, I talk about this all the time and I shout this from the rooftops because I do deep fry and I, I love, love to deep fry. fry. Love to deep fry. Deep fried Oreos, yum. Deep fried ice cream, yum. I've even had deep fried cheesecake. Okay. I know. It's, it was insane. It was actually in Florida at Thai Treat in, in, in Miami Beach. Um, but what, the key, and I actually learned this from Susie Fishbein, so a shout out to you, is oil is got to be at the perfect temperature. You buy yourself an oil thermometer. Buy an oil thermometer. Bed Bath & Beyond I, or Sterling Electronics in Cedarhurst. They have oil thermometers. I have a milkic one, a flashic one, and a parva one because I, right. I have them in all, Obviously. in all different categories of you know, cooking. Okay. I have to, people tell me, how come I have so many knives? I have seven sets. Yeah, huh? because you need... Well, I have Milchig's, Fleischig's, Pyrev, times two, because I have Chometz and Pesach, and I have my Treif set. Right. <laughs> yeah, the stuff that you have to keep cushering. I have to cusher a bowl when I get yeah. home. Um, okay, so so um, we're, we're going to do a nice rub of different spices that right. you and like. That Find you like. your inner chef that you like. Exactly. And it could be anything. This is a very simple rub. It's salt, pepper. Oh, sorry. Anyways. Let's open them up. Oh. I'm just going to hold it up. For those of you who can watch uh, or are watching a little bit later on. And um, I, I, it's a rub with salt. And a shout out to Miriam Wallach and her salt collection. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I've, he- I've heard about that. I've actually had the pleasure of using some of them. They're really good. Oh, my God. This is amazing. The smell. So this is salt, Here's pepper, and garlic. I'm passing this to ZK to smell. And I like eat to put a little chili powder on. Mm-hmm. You always need that kick. Right. We rub that in and put that into the deep fryer and fry them up nice and gold, crispy, Yummy, ground, delicious. Okay, so we're deep frying our wings right. that have had a dry rub on them. No oil in the dry rub, No right? oil in no the No oil, rub. and the You're chicken wings have got to be very dry. Very dry, right? Dry Before up your you... wings, pat them with a paper towel, yep. and rub on whatever seasonings you like. Deep fry them till they're nice and crispy, golden brown. And then you should have your sauce ready beforehand in a bowl. And when they come out of the deep fryer, hot is when you should toss them in your sauce so that it sticks to the sauce and sucks it in and absorbs everything. Soaks it in. And then you have I prepared some other sauces just for dipping. Oh, what have we got here? <laughs> and I make my own barbecue sauce. Oh, nice. I, so I make an Aussie barbecue sauce. For those of you who want to go onto my website, theaussiegourmet.com, um, there's a recipe for Aussie barbecue wings um, with, with some barbecue sauce made with beer. Does the, yours have beer in it? No beer. Okay, that's one minor Aussie. Bourbon. Bourbon. Oh, Bourbon. Matus Weingast, host of JM Sunday, asked me to send him a recipe for steak with bourbon. So I got actually obsessed with bourbon in my cooking also. Thanks to you, Matus. Well, you know, when you cook with the alcohols, wine or bourbon or even scotch, you know, you burn off the alcohol, you're left with the flavor of the distilling. And, you know, a lot of these uh, are distilled in like oak or sherry. And that's what, you know, that's what you're looking I for. I hear Jay Bookspam in the background. <laughs> Where is he? Because I'd like a drink now. <laughs> so, um, so I have some barbecue sauce and some spicy wing sauce. And some honey mustard sauce. Okay, should we eat some? Should we? Is this? Okay, <laughs> like, drooling. They can't wait. Best engineer. What are we waiting for? <laughs> for the last. They don't even napkins. Fifty-one no. minutes. ZK has been staring at these wings. 
<laughs> okay. So you guys can become Fleischig since I'm actually Milchig's by now. I only wait three hours. I know. It's, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, wait, I waited three hours growing up. Well, you know, I'm, I know I'm up late when I wake up in the morning. I'm still Fleischig's. Oh, that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so now I wait five hours in a so, minute. You know, you, you, make, you can take your basic recipe and then you... You know, bring your whatever sauces you like to the table, and everybody can dip into their own. That's great. Yeah, I, I like party. that. I, I I do that with hot dogs, mm-hmm. and I always talk about hot dogs now. Right. Not only because of you know you Seth know, Levitt from Abel's right. and Hyman, but I really have always like hot dogs and sausages. It's very Australian to like sausages, um, and I'll, I'll do that. I'll do all different kinds of mustards, funky mustards. My right. brother David Steen of Borough Park, Brooklyn, really got me into these different mustards. Um, you know, when I first got married, uh, he came to America a few months after I did uh, to go to yeshiva here, um, and then he ended up staying like I did. Um, and then, like, he got me into mustard. He would bring all these mustards from Australia. Australians have excellent mustard. I have to bring you some to try, and, and barbecue sauce also. Actually, I just have a friend who went to India and brought me back some, some spices from India. They'd grind them fresh in the market there. He said it's oh, unlike nice. any spices that you have When you grind anything fresh, when you grind coffee beans. He said it's unlike anything here. He said they grind it fresh in the market. I don't know any place, even in Israel, that does that, where you're right. grinding this, the, right. the, the cumin seeds or the yeah. coriander seeds fresh. Yeah, fresh. It's nice. Be awesome. But you can take any sauce and make it your base sauce and then build on it from there. Like you can take a barbecue sauce and you can add sriracha and you can add honey and you can, you know, and then. Mayo. And, and you can Creamy. Add, and, right. And you can on and on and just take this one sauce and just add different things and you can have 20 sauces. To me, to me, a lot about cooking is sauce brings everything together. Right. Like, I don't like food without sauce. I'm, I'm always making some kind of dipping sauce or salad dressing or something. I'll right. put salad dressing into a sandwich. It brings it together. Of course. You know, I make a sandwich. You make some kind of spread, you know, to put on the bread so that, you know. You I could not food. eat a deli sandwich, just meat and deli. Well, you it's want, a pickle, right. coleslaw, and a spread. I eat my hot dog with mustard, ketchup, and coleslaw. Oh, yum. So, so I came up with an idea and it's, it's, it's going to be in the Jewish home that I write for. Um, I'm one of their food columnists. Um, and I called it the Super Bowl of salad. Like the, it, it will read when you look at it, the Super Bowls of salad, meaning mm-hmm. let's also do a healthy option besides wings and ribs and hot dogs and all the delicious things that you've got. You can have bowls of different vegetables cut up. Make your own salad. And make your own salad. Slice bar. steak, grilled chicken. Exactly. That's what I have on in the in the Jewish Home article. I'm going to put it on my website. Uh, I guess I should do it before Shabbos so people can get some ideas idea. for Sunday. But like skirt steak sliced up. I did that like about two weeks ago for Shabbos. I, Good I, dry I, rub. I, nice on the barbecue. Delicious. I grill in the middle of the winter. I sh- I, yeah. If there's snow, I just shovel a path to the barbecue, light it up, and away we go. Shout out to Shelly and Ariel Serb of West Hempstead, New Jersey, and West Hempstead, New York who are always barbecuing the blizzard. Whenever they see blizzard on the forecast, they're cleaning off the barbecue. My and son barbecue. was home from yeshiva last week, and we grilled steaks on the barbecue in the middle of a snowstorm. Had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. That's very nice. I, I And, I, you know, there's grilled vegetables. You can do yes. grilled vegetables on the barbecue. There's a lot you can do, even in the winter. But if you do not want to go outside and put wings or your skirt steak or your chicken strips, I have a grill pan. I pick mine. I pick at Sterling Electronics on Central Avenue um, in Cedarhurst. I know there are lots of houseware stores in, in everyone's local neighborhoods from, you know, Virginia, where some of my listeners email me from, or Teaneck, or I don't know, I can't think of the top of my head. Uh, Maryland um, has some, uh, Maryland, Seattle, and I know everybody's got their own um, 
Seattle, house, Seattle fans are grilling fish this week. Yeah, right? Yeah. They might be. Well, the, Seattle wants to grill the meat. Denver wants to grill the fish. You know. Oh, I see. Oh, got it. Because it's, yeah, okay, Seattle and Denver Broncos. Broncos. And, okay, yeah, got it. But they Seahawks. say the best Seattle, the best salmon comes out of, like, yes. better salmon in Seattle than there is uh, on this side, uh, uh, this state side, of this countryside of uh, this side of the country, I should really say. Um, yeah, so um, you can use a grill pan bought from your local um, houseware store. Um, just put a little bit of, you know, canola oil on the pan if you need it. Trust me, a lot of the meats and a lot of the marinades even have a little bit of olive oil, so you don't even need the extra oil on the pan. And just grill up skirt steak or chicken strip, and you can make bowls of that for your Super Bowl of salads. I thought that was a cool little twist. I, I got the idea from a magazine called Real Simple, but I, I made my own version of it. And you can, you know. My mother always says simple cooking is best cooking. I know, simple but flavorful. Yes. All about the flavor. Always. The flavor and the sauce. Okay. So um, I hope everybody uh, can see. Well, I know you can, people watching and listening can't smell, but they look unbelievable. I think we're going to have a wings party in just a couple of minutes because our show was. GK is ready to dive over the table. Like, like, what is she waiting for? You know what? I just don't want to get dirty. Go to break. Go to break. I don't, don't want to get dirty. I don't want to get dirty right now. Okay. Um, you know what I thought about? Also, I just wanted to mention grilled fruit. Yes. Peaches, oh, yeah. pineapples. Peaches, pineapples, nectarines, even avocados. Uh, grilled avocados? Yeah, sure. I want to deep batter and deep fry an avocado. Absolutely. Have you ever done that? No, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to try that. I really want to try. I bought some avocados. Um, they probably before. have to. I would suggest a harder avocado than a softer one, obviously. Uh, I know, but not can't be fried. too hard. No, because you can deep fry it. It's going to get soft. Yeah, okay. Because uh-huh. too soft, it's going to fall apart. You're not going to be able to get the batter to I, stick I've to actually it. had it at a restaurant once. It was amazing. Yeah, I've sure. just never done it. So you know, we'll, we'll lighten some panko crumbs. Deep fry. Uh, no, it's so it's so good, but you know, maybe not so healthy. So we do it as sometimes. A Super Bowl treat or a Yontip Purim, Hanukkah, you know, right. not every not every uh, occasion uh, during the week. Okay, this has been a great hour. I cannot believe we have been drooling and talking about food. So uh, for the last hour, ZK is ready for our wings. Anthony's I'm ready for our wings. We'll get some drinks out because it's going to be a fun little bit before we have to head back to our respective homes this era of Shabbos. I hope everyone will have a great warm week. Don't forget to tune in um, on uh, NachumSiegel.com for the Kosher Halftime Show, sponsored by Cedar Market, ROU and Empire. And the gig is going to be Lenny and Schlockrock, Lenny Solomon and Schlockrock. So that's really very exciting. Um, our show this week, as every week, is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. Grab your hot dogs for an amazing barbecue. This Sunday for the Super Bowl. I hope everyone will stay tuned. Everyone will stay tuned listening to music sponsored by our friends at Kedeb right up until Lech Bensing. Want to wish everybody Shabbat Shalom and happy cooking.